Hi everybody, I'm Krista Gorman and I'm making this video to share my near-death experience. I've had some people ask if I could post this actual story of what happened um, when I died in labor, while I was in labor with my daughter. So mine happened in July of 2000 and again I was in labor and I started having trouble breathing. Um, it, this all happened within, literally within five seconds. Um, I started having uh, like fluttering in my chest and then I couldn't catch my breath and um, the nurses acted so quickly. Uh, they put oxygen on me and pulled me onto my side, um, helps deliver oxygen, you know, oxygen rich blood to the baby. Um, and they wheel started wheeling me out of the room. Well, I was literally like trying to breathe, trying to breathe, trying to breathe. And by the time they wheeled me out of the room and into the hallway, literally, I remember in the middle of the hallway, I was, it was like trying to suck air through one of those teeny tiny straws and I just couldn't get any more air. And I started to pass out. And as I started to go, I could feel this, just this divine peace come over me. And it was interesting because in the moments, you know, before the seconds before that, I had no fear. It was, I was so you know, point focused on breathing that I didn't have time to be afraid. Um, so I, you know, I passed out in the hallway and they got me into the delivery room and, um, you know, I didn't have a pulse. And my next moment of awareness was being really high above my body and looking down at and watching these black particles come up from the body below. And they came up to where my vision was. And I was, you know, just sort of like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And I sort of looked around and I was sort of like this pulsating, undulating little space of black particulate cloud. Um, I could see that there was a wall that had a wallpaper border uh, along the ceiling. And, and then I looked down and, and I didn't have any idea of what was going on down there. I didn't have any, any labels for anything. I didn't know that that was me. Um, I was still Krista in my consciousness. It was like, it was my consciousness floating there and I could see, but I couldn't hear. Um, I had no memory of, of anything that I was before. Um, I simply was me and, um, I, again, I didn't know what was happening. And I'm watching, and that what I now know were, was my doctor deliver my daughter uh, via C-section and hand her to somebody at my right shoulder back here. And they turned around with her very quickly. And I remember looking and feeling, I wait, I don't turn around. Like, I want to know what's going on. What is that? And then I saw somebody come into the, into the room in the doorway and stood there for a moment. They were in blue scrubs. And then they stepped up to the table where my body was and, and my, my doctor was, um, who had just delivered my daughter. Um, so yes, I, I got to see my daughter being born. Um, it still makes me. <sighs> Sorry. That still gets me emotional. Um, so I went around to the other side and of the, of where my body was. And as I was there, I was sort of becoming more attached to it. 
to the physicality of it and wondering like, what is this? I know it was like a tip of the tongue phenomena where you just know the word, but you can't think of it. And that's what I felt like. I felt like, I know, I know this, I know this is so familiar, but what is it? And there was another doctor there at my left, up at my left side, um, who was doing something like, I felt like he was putting something in my chest. Um, and I know that they had a catheter in my chest at some point. Um, and as I was there and I was looking down and, and feeling this desire to, to know, I felt a tug, um, something pull just a little bit to, uh, from my left and, and I resisted it. I'm like, no, I want to stay. And it pulled harder. So I knew at that point that I, I, it was going to, it wanted me, <laughs> it wanted me to go. So I said, okay. And then I started moving, um, super fast. Like the people say it's, it, it is imperceptibly fast, um, through the wall and into this white bright flash of light. And then through there into this dark space that was filled, that was all particles, um, like me, but very dense. And I was speeding along and just imperceptibly fast and I'm looking and to my left, there was the particles and then it would become fluid, like whitish gray, black fluidy. And then it would be dense again. And there were, there was no boundary around me. There wasn't, um, it wasn't a tunnel. It wasn't a room. Um, it wasn't, you know, anything that I could name. Um, it, it felt like it was, it felt like I was condensed and then expansive all at the same time. Um, but I got to a point where I just stopped suddenly and I had this download and it, it felt like a funnel of information and it, it came to where, and again, I had vision. That's all I had. It, it sort of entered my, myself, me, my consciousness. And I felt like all the questions I'd ever had in my life had been answered and it all, everything boiled down to love. That was the answer to everything. And I just felt this bliss like come over me. It was just this amazing, oh, beyond words description um, of, of divine bliss. Um, I felt like it was home, like it was me and everything. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and then I, my attention was drawn to this white light off to my left and ahead and, or to my right and ahead. And, uh, and it sort of drew me to it. I, I felt compelled to go. And, and as I moved towards it, it got bigger and it was sort of round ish and cloudy gray in the opening. And then I saw these shadow figures in it and in the, there were like taller ones around in the back. And then, um, a smaller one in the front and it was a, a figure of a little boy and he had what looked like a wide brim hat on and overalls um that's the sense i got and he needed my help and i wanted to help him um so as i got closer i moved in and he and the rest of the shadow beings sort of fanned out off to the left they sort of made a line and allowing me into the space so I, I went in there and I was there and stopped and sort of looked around and, and I sensed I, everything was through feeling and I could see. 
Um, so I felt like the boy was gone and I felt the desire of all the other shadow beings um, of wanting my help. And instantly my response of feeling back was, I want to help you. And then they started to, to sort of move at me and dart away and, and move towards me and dart away. And what they were doing was they were taking my energy. Um, I, they were stealing my particles, um, what I was, my essence. And it, there was no panic. There was no fear. Um, there was no anger or anything. Um, I had compassion um, and love for these beings. And, and then I felt, you know, I, I don't want to be here. I, I felt like I was going to diminish in there. And I, that was not what I wanted for myself. So I wanted to leave. I had the feeling of wanting to leave. And then I was pulled out of there again, the same way I was pulled out of the, um, the operating room on the labor and delivery floor. And so I left that, that space and I was back in the dense particle space. And then I went through very quickly this time, I went through another opening that was dark, round again, and merged out into a, a gorgeous landscape. Um, I call it my Eden because it was just divinely beautiful. And there were yellow flowers out in front of me and a, um, a, a rocky waterfall with moss, green moss on it. And off to my right, there was a deep, dark evergreen forest. And far out beyond the flowers were green rolling hills and it was dotted with trees and then a blue sky and and it was like a hologram but it was me um and i felt like i merged with all of it all of the flowers and the rocks and the moss and the trees and everything and i it was just divine it was still you know blissful it was just so in love with all of it and then i was flanked on both sides by uh these beings um and they were like my guides, my spirit guides, angels. Um, and they were there to support me. They were uh, there completely for me. And again, this is the feeling I had. They were beige and tall and drapey. And they didn't have any distinct faces, but they were communicating, again, through feeling. Um, you can stay here. You can go to what comes next. You can go to what lies beyond or you can go back where you came from. And I didn't know what I had come from. I had no memory of the life here. I didn't know what came after this Eden. And I felt like I could stay in the Eden just eternally. However, I chose to come back. Now, as soon as I felt that choice, I started moving backwards very quickly and I could see my uh, spirit guides, my angels sort of turn towards me and communicate. If you're going to go back, you need to share what you learned here. And I said, okay. And the next thing I felt was this horrible pain in my chest. And what had happened was I, during, uh, during the labor, um, my daughter's heart rate decreased dangerously low and they had to put what's called an internal monitor on her and they had to screw it into her scalp. And now I had done these in my training. I'm a physician assistant. I had put these on 
um, on babies who were um, going through the birth process myself. And it's to monitor their vital signs very closely because they had abnormal um, vital signs. Her heart rate was very, very low. And then a C-section comes right after that. Um, so when they put this monitor on Maggie, she had a reflex and she, she kicked or punched <laughs> so hard that she pushed amniotic fluid into my bloodstream and my body had an immediate allergic reaction to it. Um, it's a foreign substance and it's not supposed to be in the bloodstream. So I, um, what it does is the body sends a bunch of cells and, and tries to uh, get rid of the, the fluid and it forms these little clots and the clots had traveled to my lungs and had blocked off the vasculature. So I wasn't perfusing my lungs the way that, um, I needed to, that's consistent with life. And it then stopped my heart. Um, so I, I suffered a cardiopulmonary arrest and they lost my pulse for eight minutes. Um, during that period of time was my near death experience. Um, when I came back, I was in the ICU, they had intubated me and sedated me. Um, I had gone into what's called disseminated intravascular coagulation, which is uh, uh, something that can happen after amniotic fluid embolisms, and it's just where your body can't clot your blood and you bleed. And I was bleeding um, pretty pretty profusely, and they were transfusing um, blood, and, and so I received several several transfusions while I was in the hospital. But I was in the ICU, and um, and on the first day, um, roughly 24 hours after I was placed in the ICU, I started to, you know, show signs of life. They weren't really sure what was, what the outcome was going to be because of the amount of time that they had lost my pulse for. Um, and so they had prepared my family to expect the possibility of me being a vegetable for the rest of my life. And, um, well, obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so they, they kept me intubated until I was stable enough. And then they, they took the tube out and that was roughly 24 to 36 hours after the event. And, um, very quickly after that day two, I was, so stable that I tried to climb out of the bed. Actually, I did climb out of the bed and wanted to go home. I was ready to go. Now, I had not recalled that I was pregnant. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I was. I um, had no idea I'd had a baby. And I just had this strong desire to leave the hospital. So, needless to say, I was placed back in the bed and um, and then the day after that, they moved me to, to a private room. And I ended up being there for a total of eight days. And on the sixth day, they brought me my daughter. Um, in the meantime, I, I was sort of, you know, with it, not with it, with it, not with it. Um, I couldn't remember things. Um, and I would pretend like I knew, you know, what people were talking about and had no idea. <laughs> um, but I was alive. And so they, when they brought me Maggie... For the first time, um, they put her in my arms and it was, I just felt like I had known her for an eternity. It, there was, there was, I wasn't showing any emotion. 
you know, I, I watched the video that was taken at that time and I really didn't show any emotion, but inside I was just so at peace and just felt so much love um, for my daughter, for everyone, for everything. Um, you know, time, I had no concept of time at all. And it was as if, you know, I was eternal. I just felt eternal. And um, yeah, I held my daughter and counted her fingers and toes because like, I felt like that's what you should do. <laughs> so I did that and they were all there. And, um, and then, you know, started to come back, started to uh, sort of mm, try to reintegrate into this life. And, and, you know, I was sent home with her and, um, and my husband at the time. And at first, you know, it was like I was sort of the observer um, of everything. I, I didn't really quite get what had happened. I didn't yet recall my near-death experience. Um, but I was a completely different person. My family didn't know what to make of me. I, before that, I was a physician assistant student, and I had just graduated from my training um, program three weeks before I had my daughter, before this happened. And, um, and when I woke up, I had no memory of any of it. I had no idea that I had, you know, what, of what a physician assistant was. And I had no desire to be one. Um, I just felt love. I felt peace. I felt love. I felt um, completely, completely at one with everything. And there were no big deals. Now, before that, I was, I was high strung. I was type A personality. Um, I knew what I wanted. I had goals. I had dreams. Um, there was so much that, that I wanted to do and experience and, um, you know, all of that was, was sort of gone and, and it, and it didn't, um, it didn't even, it wasn't even in my consciousness. So, you know, my family's sort of freaking out, you know, wondering what's going to happen and is, is, am I going to come back and, you know, will I be the same? And I didn't remember the old Krista. So I, I had, you know, no worries about who I was now. Um, I was perfectly fine. And well, getting back to me remembering my experience, um, about three weeks after I got home, I had a dream and, and the dream was so profoundly powerful. Um, it was my experience. I, I had the recall of my experience in this dream and um, I woke up in the morning and it was just phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I, I had now an explanation about, you know, why things were the way they were. Um, why I was the way that I was. I had a recall of a lot of things before I had my daughter. Um, I had some context uh, around her birth and, and understanding it all. And, um, and I was completely changed. Um, I was overwhelmed. Uh, I knew that I, I was love and pure love and um, that I was here to share it with other people. And, and it was so strong that the depth of the love that we are is beyond description. Um, and how was I going to share that in this world? How was I going to be that love, be the love? Um, man, I was, I was, um, elated 
And then as the days went by, I was completely defeated because I didn't know what I was going to do with, with this experience. So months go by and, and I'm sort of thinking about it and remembering and putting it away and it sort of just being there in my consciousness and then me putting, you know, shoving it away and trying to live my life. Um, I just graduated from PA school. I had my daughter. Uh, my husband at the time um, was a touring musician and he was working. He was working on a record. And um, so he was away all day and I, I cared for my daughter the best I could. And, 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 you know, she turned out pretty good. <laughs> um, but I, it was like, I was, I was working, um, um, on instinct. I, I knew exactly what she needed. I knew how to get it for her. Um, and she was my focus and I was completely happy. Um, I had a connection with her that I couldn't put into words and only in retrospect, do I, do I understand that? But at the time it was like, she and I were one, we were one and um, we still are. <laughs> but you know, there was, it was like, yeah, she was it. So um, I really struggled with my near death experience. I was a scientist. I, um, I grew up Catholic, but I wasn't going to church. I had, I had a sense of a higher power. Um, I had a reverence for mother nature. Um, and you know, at the same time I was filled with ego and driven and, um, you know, had a, a scientific explanation for a lot of things, most things. Um, but this really, really changed who I, who I thought I was. Um, and I struggled with that at several months later, I, I reached out to Dr. Jeffrey Long and he is a radiation oncologist. He's a physician and um, I felt like I could trust him. So I sent him an email and even then in, in disclosing what had happened, I, I didn't. I just said, I think something may have happened. I'm not sure. And his email was very, very kind. And he said, pay attention to your dreams. So that for me was the confirmation that I needed that yes, this had happened because I had questioned it, excuse me. Um, I had questioned it and then believed it and then questioned it and then believed it. And uh, coming from a doctor, um, that meant a lot to me. So I sort of took a deep breath and um, I said, okay, now what do I do? And I didn't have answers for that. I. I um, started a job. I was raising my daughter. My husband at the time was touring. Um, I had just a lot on my plate and I was just trying to get into life and trying to live and, you know, go to the grocery store and make dinner and do all those things. So I struggled for years and years with my NDE and um, allowing it to be there, to be in my life and to, to integrate it into my life. Um, 10 years later, there was um, a crisis in my family and I had been struggling emotionally, energetically for so long. I had gotten to a point where I knew, I knew that love was going to be the key to making things better. And I knew that I had 
the tools somehow, somewhere to um, take that love and use it in my life. I would figure it out. I was so determined. And, you know, during the, the, the sort of really rough time, I started meditating. <clears throat> and it was in meditation that I found my um, sort of my guide uh, to living. And it was my, it was my near death experience put into words because I could never really put it into words. It has to be experienced in order to really understand it. And the experience for me was feeling and the experience was law of attraction. When I felt something that I desired, it was given. The universe yielded to me. Um, that was so powerful, so powerful. And then the love in conjunction with that. So I would, I started journaling after meditations and, and I started um, writing down what it was that came to me and words, you know, um, came to me. Um, awareness, uh, loving, um, fearlessness, um, patience, courageousness, um, compassion, spiritual spirituality, miracles, just all these words I'd write down. And, and then I'm like, so what did they mean? <clears throat> and what I realized was, okay, I'm going to just look at each one and sort of feel it out, feel it through. And, and when I did that, I realized that these words meant something. The feeling of the words meant something. And that was to reconnect me with my near-death experience, with the feeling, the experience. And they were guides. They were guides to um, on how to live in my life and, and be the person that I knew I, I, I know I am, um, which is a, a divine being of love. And that's what we all are. Um, so I call, I call them the 12 principles for daily living. And I wrote a book. I, I got the courage together after several years of being afraid of sharing my experience. And I wrote a little book called, uh, I died and learned how to live. And I include the 12 principles for daily living in there. <coughs> and I, I started living them. I um, integrated them into my life and I, I, I saw right away things were changing. I used the law of attraction because the law of attraction was so integral in my experience that um, it, it just sort of meshed with the 12 principles. It, it was, it's a part of it. It's like a multi-dimensional entity um, when practiced. So, you know, I noticed that my life started changing and my relationships started changing and all for the better. I was changing the way I felt about me. Um, yeah, everything, everything just got better and better. Um, the biggest piece of all of that is the self-love. Um, you know, I, I was reminded, reminded of the divine being, the divine being of love that I am. 
and that all of us are. And to honor that and to recognize it and be in touch with that in this 3D world is challenging. However, when I'm practicing these principles, it's, it's not difficult at all. And, um, you know, the, with the law of attraction, we can find what it is that we want for ourselves. We can discover that and then bring it to us. Um, there's lots out there on the law of attraction. For me, everything that's just about everything that's, that's said or written about it is right on. If I reference my near-death experience, it's right on. Um, one of the things that has come into my life um, is the, the, mm, the best gift, short of my daughter, um, which is my now husband, Ainsley. And he also had a near-death experience when he was 13. And uh, we found each other in this life um, through a series of synchronicities. And we got married last year. Um, but he is a true reflection of the divine love that we are in his love for me. And he reminds me of it every day. We're mirrors for one another. And it, it's when we are able to release the idea of the ego and the ego sort of running the show. It's the ego is necessary and it's just as divine as love um, but its purpose is to guide us is to is to help us recognize the contrast and that's all it's not meant to be lived in um, it's not meant to be focused upon um, it's meant to be used as a tool so you know the egolessness of of our relationship is phenomenal and it's only because we choose love. We choose love first. And relinquishment of the protective, you know, guise of the ego um, on a daily basis. So that's been a tremendous, like unspeakable gift in my life. And I'm reminded daily of the love that I am through relationship. And that's another part here is the the aspect of you know we're we're spiritual beings having a human experience that's been said by others and um, and it's it's completely true and it's about detachment from the physical loving detachment from the physical in order to experience the divine um, that's where vitality of life is that's where joy is and that's where I'll leave you so please uh, post your comments below and I'll do my best to answer any questions and um, I'll make more videos if people have, you know, have in-depth questions, I'd be happy to answer them. So I love you all. Bye.